0: Today on the Profitable Tradie Podcast. You're busy and you need to do something, but you wonder whether the busy is just a stage. We spend the money and maybe the work drops off.
1: Or well, what happens if we have to
0: lay them off if it doesn't work out? Even we yep. have this challenge, right? Yep. Like, How much will that cost? Is this gonna work?
1: Yep. What, if, what if it doesn't work? What if we get the wrong person? And, and rather than asking what will this cost me if it doesn't work out, we actually forget to ask what will it cost me if I don't make these decisions. Some people tell me we had lovely legs if I was a woman. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what that's about. So you're thinking about hiring someone or buying a piece of equipment or even getting a bigger workshop, and you know you need to, but there's that nagging doubt at the back of your mind. What if I spend all this money and the work runs out and I'm left without the money to afford what we've bought or hired? Now I can guarantee anyone who owns a business has had these thoughts. Tune into this week's podcast where we discuss how to work through these challenging situations and what to do so you don't overextend yourself and that you don't stall the growth of your business. You're listening to The Profitable Trading Podcast, where we'll help you turn your business into a money-making machine. We know you're busy, so we'll make it worth your time. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, time is money, and we're here to help you make more of both. So hit the follow button, and let's get started. To the podcast. Hi there, it's your host, Tony Fraser-Jones, uh, host of The Profitable Trading Podcast, hanging out with Phil Smith, my good mate, and uh, fellow co-conspirator.
0: Co-conspirator. It's good to be a co-conspirator. It is, yeah.
1: What are we conspiring against? Well, we're talking about uh, you know weights and strength training. We have been actually the fact that I can outperform you in bicep curls. Obviously, a joke. Everybody laugh. Let's do a laugh track.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. Let's get into it.
1: Yeah. What are we talking about,
0: mate? We are talking about the awkward situation when you're thinking about investing money into growing your business, whether that be hiring, equipment, technology, workshop, factory, etc. Um, and basically you're busy and you need to do something but you wonder whether the busy is just a stage uh, and you know, maybe we'll push through it, maybe it'll go away or you know, otherwise what will
1: happen is we spend the money and maybe the work drops off, uh, it's a fearful place to be. It is and, and I'm sure if you're listening you've experienced this, uh, you know you need to do something or maybe you don't need to do it or maybe you spend the money or maybe you don't and uh, there's a whole bunch of mental gymnastics go on. Uh, and particularly for some people, you try and analyse the whole situation. Well, it's going to cost me, you know, $90,000 to hire this person and, and uh, well, how much is that going to be a week and how much extra work do I do and we've got the work at the moment or uh, we've only got about, oh, we've got enough to fill them up 75% and how are we going to find the other 25% and what if this contract falls over and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it's a complete mind blow up and you're like, well, what happens if I have to lay them off if it doesn't work out? Yeah. Uh, and it's very stressful. Look, it happens to, to all business owners at, at all levels. Uh, you can even be a really successful business owner and you, just, you know, just want to hold on to what you've got, but you're even fearful that the work might dry up. You know, things are going really well and you've got this, oh, well, maybe it won't continue. Yeah. Maybe it'll all collapse in a heap. In the case yeah. of the what-ifs. Yeah, the what-ifs. And uh, what tends to happen is we tend to procrastinate because we're, we're fearful or anxious about the situation. To be honest, we're asking the, the wrong what-if question. Yeah. And rather than asking what will this cost me if it doesn't work out, we actually forget to ask what will it cost me if I don't make these decisions, if I don't take the action that I know I need to. What's the cost of that? What's the, all the lost opportunities, the lost profit, the lost growth? That's really the question that we can ask. And if we do, that really helps us move forward. Yeah, 100%. I'm sure you got a story to kick us off. I do have a story. Recently, probably the last 10 months, I've started strength training. I haven't really done a lot of strength training. Yeah. Uh, and I'm you know getting nearer to 50 than 40. I didn't want to grow moobs. <laughs> I was anti moobs. When you say nearer, like how much nearer, Tony? Well nearer than you are. <laughs> let's just leave it at that, shall we?
0: Oh yeah. I'm nearer to thirty than forty, but hey, here we go. Let, let's say this. All right, Pops. Carry on with your strength training. Yeah, I,
1: I could not get any closer to fifty
0: than I am already. <laughs> All right, there we go.
1: That's that's the truth. Now yeah. carry on. Um, thank you. Hey, so strength welcome. training. I used to do I've done, you know, quite a bit of running and stuff in the past I enjoy that. But I took up strength training in the first Week or two weeks is horrendous. I hated it. Then all of a sudden, I was like, "This is amazing. Feel good. Uh, feel strong." And what I experienced is, uh, apart from leg days, because I've got toothpicks for legs, uh, which are horrendously difficult. Uh, and I think everyone finds that Tell me, just because they're so long, Tony. That's
0: the that's the problem.
1: I got runner's legs, not that's you it. know, not Dan- dancers' legs. Dancers' legs. Your dance dancer's you yeah. dance hip. That's right. <laughs> I actually once had uh, some people tell me I had lovely legs if I was a woman. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what that's about.
0: Minus the hair, but that's all right
1: it leaves your head and stays on everywhere else. What's that about anyway? I digress. Strength training. Uh, So when I started out, I bought a bunch of uh, dumbbells, weight bench at home and stuff, and uh, they're pretty small weights to be fair. Yeah. But what I've found is uh, I've had to go and buy a bunch of heavier weights, like a lot heavier, Mm. like way heavier than they were. Yeah. Uh, Too heavy for fill to even lift now. Sure. Uh, And the point is a muscle grows when it's tested, when it's put under stress and actually to grow muscle, you actually have to break down the muscle fibres and they repair themselves stronger. Mm. Uh, but if you don't do the reps, you don't get the the result. So you have to do the reps. And, and the more you do of the strength training, obviously the stronger you get. And the same happens in the situation we're talking about today. The more you put yourself in the position where you make these decisions about pushing forward uh, and decisions that are made without all the information, actually get better at it, you get more confident with it, and you'll find that your business and your life improves.
0: Totally, totally. And I think uh, you know we can take that lesson through Uh, for this whole episode. So if we don't spend the money to grow and build our business because we're afraid, uh, we're going to run into some big roadblocks.
1: Yeah, the first one that we find is that you get what we call roller coaster income. So you have a good month or two or three and then what you'll find is the hidden capacity constraints or the, the sort of ceiling of complexity in your business kicks in and you can't price enough work, you can't find more bids to do and your timelines push out and so you start losing work and then you You've been so busy doing the work, you haven't got it and it sort of dries up for a few months and you your revenue falls away and your profitability and then you get busy again doing all the pricing and it goes up and down, up and down. Mm. Very, very frustrating. Yeah. What happens also is uh, you tend to have to do a lot more work yourself because you're like scared to invest in, in overheads and structure so you get really busy and your team as well. Maybe they don't have enough support to do their work. Well, they're tapped out all the time so exhaustion, overwhelm can definitely kick in. And there's mm-hmm. massive missed opportunities for growth. Yeah. And these are hidden. This is the thing that uh, is difficult to understand. You're so busy with the work in front of you that you maybe don't price some work that you could have priced or you don't go and make some connections and build some relationships with some contractors or other you know businesses who could give you a lot of repeat work because you just don't have the time. And yeah. these are opportunities you never actually saw, you don't realise you've missed, but mm-hmm. you have. And I can tell you, if you're busy all the time, you are missing opportunities massive opportunities to grow and improve your business. Yeah, And it can lead to lost profitability and really affects your lifestyle. Yeah, uh, Because if you are too scared to invest and uh, make the decisions because you're fearful of what could happen, mm. then um, that is a cost for you and your family and your, your lifestyle and your enjoyment of the business. Yeah, totally. And on the
0: other hand, if we do understand the profit margins vary you know, as we go and how investing in our business is going to make a difference and we can you know, squash that fear or move past it, some pretty big opportunities.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't know if you ever squash it. I think it's always there to an extent, but you learn to do it. You learn to manage it. You right? do. And it's like if you go, you know, I, I did chest and shoulders this morning. Mm. And before I started, I was like, oh, this is going to be hard. It's the same with these decisions, they're always hard. Yeah. Uh, but you just get better at them. So the things that happen is rather than roller coaster income, you actually create the capacity to fill those, those gaps that were going to potentially be there in your business. You bust open the constraints in your business, you uh, build your team so that less is on your shoulders and then you know less is on the shoulders of the key people in your team? Because it's one thing for you to actually create some freedom in your business, but if you're, let's say, your operations manager now is completely tapped out with 12 people reporting to them and trying to manage all these jobs, they're going to blow up as well. Yeah. You actually see the opportunities. You've got a clear head. You've got some capacity. Maybe you can take on a new job when someone needs an urgent job done. They become a regular customer. Whereas yep. before, you're like, oh, we can't do it for four weeks. And they're like, oh, well, I'll find someone else. That happens a lot. Hmm. you don't even realize it your profitability improves and uh you create you know you're able to create a lifestyle that works for you yeah uh you get the time money and freedom which is what business is all about that's why we did it in the first place right yeah i hope so Wow,
0: yeah i'd say for most people it is so um some pretty huge
1: upsides so i mean how do we do this well it's totally normal this this challenge i think that's the first thing so everyone does have fear or uncertainty around making decisions yeah. And it is natural, and uh, you're not alone. This is the problem everyone has. We have it, you know, uh, even our biggest business owners who yeah. are doing 15, 20, 25, 30 million dollars in revenue, making millions of dollars of profit a year, have this challenge. Yeah, and I so, think
0: uh, you hit the nail on the head there. Even we have yep. this challenge, right? Yep. Like, I mean, and we've come through many, many stages of business growth, and it's funny, there's still times when we're sitting around a table and and you are saying we really need to do this. Oh, but uh, how much will that cost? How much is that going to cost? Is it? You know, is this going to work? Yeah. What if? What if it doesn't work? What if we get the wrong person? What if it's all you know a, a big mess up? You know, what if? What if? What if? You know, even even happens to us too, right?
1: Does yep.
0: yeah. And I think the big thing is that you know there is a natural bias against uncertainty. Yeah, like mm. everybody's there. It's easy to see the cost. Uh, it's way more difficult to see the cost in relation to the benefit. Um, and it's even harder to see the cost of inaction, like that's something that really takes levels of thinking and, um, and a lot of awareness so you need to shift your thinking from the cost of something to the investment so it's not a cost, it's an investment and the difference between a cost and an investment is a cost is something I sink money into and I don't get anything back whereas an investment is something where I spend money and I, I get a return. So, um, you know, what will this investment give me is is more the thinking you need to get into. just
1: jump in, man. Like the thing about investing too, if you take an investor mindset to this is most people um, don't look at their business as an investment. They look at putting money in the share market or in property as an investment. Mm. But if you could spend, you know, $100,000 on a great person in your business, you know, if that works out, it's going to give you a massive return. Mm. You know, way higher than you'd ever get by putting $100,000 in the share market. Oh, 100%. Uh, and you've built the, the, the equity value of your business. So having an investor mindset is absolutely critical.
0: Yeah, and you, you have to look at your business as, as the biggest investment you'll ever make um, with the highest return in the quickest time. So it's, it's really a, an easy way to look at it when you when you get around that point. And I think you just got to realize there's there's nothing that's certain in life. You know, nothing you do certain. There's no guarantee you'll even make it home tonight. Please make it home tonight. All right, make sure that you are listening yeah, to up. this podcast in your car with the seatbelt on, and you are also paying attention to the road. Um, but if you wait for certainty, uh, you're just not going to make many decisions, and you won't move very far. Um, and if you don't make those decisions, you end up just creating self fulfilling prophecies. You know, your work will drop off because you let all the opportunities pass you by. Because you're just worried. If you're sitting there with that analysis paralysis, um, worrying about trying to look for certainty, you won't find it. In the meantime, you do nothing, and then when you do nothing, nothing happens, and you just recycle this process of mediocrity.
1: Well, this is this is a huge thing, and this is this is just always buzzes me out. You know, we work with thousands of business owners, and you can see. Uh, when people come they want strategy and they want tools to help but often it's the mindset that, well it's almost always a change in the way they look at their business which is absolutely critical.
0: If I could jump in on that, one thing that... I've you can jump in on me. my jump If in. I could jump in and interrupt your you. Uh, look, the one thing that comes to my mind here as well is just ownership as well and I think this is really important, a lot of the time the what ifs that are coming to our minds are, um, are what if this person isn't that good? What if this role doesn't get a return on investment? What if I hire these guys and then the work dries up? But we're not taking ownership of the result there. We're saying what if these other people can't make this work for me? What if these other clients don't just give me work? Um, you know, these are, this is really putting ownership on everybody else. Whereas if you take that ownership back on yourself, you know, the real question is it's not what if the work dries up, it doesn't dry up on its own, you stop going and getting it. So actually that's a you thing. And the ownership of the work drying up sits with you. So it's not what if the market turns, it's what if I stop marketing and selling. And again, what if this person's no good? It has nothing to do with that person. It's what if I suck at hiring and I'm not very discerning and I can't figure out whether or not they're any good. That's the real thing. It's actually on you. What if I get someone who's good but they just don't perform? Is actually what if I suck at onboarding, training and accountability. We see this a lot. People tend to farm the what ifs out to others. And, um, and therefore it's like I can't possibly make a decision or I can't possibly make this investment because look at all the variables but you forget that all those variables lie with you and you actually have a lot of control and even when you don't have full control you definitely have influence uh, and this working or not working completely sits with you and so the, all the indecision is actually indecision about whether you back yourself.
1: That's a, a, an incredibly important uh, distinction. Uh, because great decision making is only partially about making the decision. it's about making the decision work as well That's, That's it. a massive uh, thing because you are not a tree yeah. you don't have to stand there and just take the rain or the birds crapping on you. Yeah. you don't have to do that you can move yeah and it will work if you work it. That's exactly right and uh, you know those people who struggle to make decisions too and they're like, well, what if I don't what if what if what if you know I'll just just I'll just push through and see how it goes. If you don't make decisions, you're not in the same place. Yeah. Nothing stands still. That's it. The, the economy, you know, you've got inflation, so the money you've made is worth less. Mm-hmm. There's competitors down the road. Your team needs higher wages. I mean, wages never go down. I mean, I don't know if you've experienced. I've yeah. never <laughs> seen that in business. Wages always go up. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's, that's right. one of that's like taxes. Death and taxes. they are certainty. Yep. Uh, so you don't actually have an option to stand still because you're actually going backwards if you stand still.
0: That's right. And I think, you know, if we look at the way that people, you know, do slow down and think through stuff, there's some yeah, learnings yeah. there. Yeah,
1: well, this applies to me, like Brom and my wife and I, we invest and in, have a lot of investing that we do in property and shares and, and some other stuff. And uh, I'm a person who probably does need to slow down. <laughs> uh, and so it's okay to take your time and think about things. That's all good. My wife, Brom, is very analytical. She stops me doing dumb stuff. So, you know, you, you don't just make decisions without thought. That's, that's silly. Yeah, she's a lifesaver, old Brom. She is. She's yeah. a good lady you know, she's really good at getting all the details sorted out. But even then, you still got to make a decision because you don't have all the information. That's it. And there's a couple of things that really help massively with that fear of making a mistake or the work running out or it not, you know, it not working out. The first one is this. When you invest, let's say, in a team member, you're not paying a $100,000 at once or 80000 or whatever it is. Mm. You're actually breaking that cost down into smaller chunks. For example, if your business is... Really busy, you maybe you've got a team of twelve or thirteen or fifteen. You've got an ops manager, office manager, but you just can't price enough work. You can't get through enough bids and you're like, man, I need an estimator to help me here. Mm. That's probably a great idea. Mm. Now maybe you've got to pay them a hundred thousand or one hundred and twenty, whatever it is. Doesn't really matter. Might be mm. different, you know, in what state Depending or country where you are. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But how much are you paying them each week? Not a hundred grand. No. It's one fifty second of that. Yeah. And so the cost is actually it increments over time, mm. and the great thing about that is you're not a tree; you don't have to stand there and get crapped on, as we said. Mm. Uh, so, if you know your numbers and you track the results, and this is the second point, break it down into chunks, and then know your numbers and track the results. Yeah. So, with the estimator, for example, how, you know you can track each month how many jobs have they priced? Yeah. How many bids have they put out there? How many have they won? What's the increase in the Ford work that we've booked? What's the revenue increase? What's the profit increase? You can actually see that it's working.
0: Yeah, and what's the ROI I'm getting
1: on that salary every week or month? And here's the honest truth. Sometimes the decisions you make won't work the way you want it. That's fine. But if you're tracking your numbers, you can see, actually, this is not heading in the direction I want. Again, you're not a tree. What do you do? Well, you retrain them. If that doesn't work, you free up their future. You stem the bleeding. You do. And that doesn't mean the decision you made was wrong. It just means the implementation didn't work out. So we try again with the learnings we've got to push forward to the next time this is the thing people are well it's going to cost me a whole lot of money and what if it doesn't work that's why you have to do regular financial statements Mm. it is the most important thing in your business to know and show your numbers track the scorecard because you can see what's happening and if you do that you might not like the result you're getting but at least you know what it is and you can change it and that gives you just an unbelievable sense of power and control Mm. and focus in your business it's amazing Yeah, it's huge. Next thing really is education. I
0: mean we're afraid of what we don't understand or know. So if you're afraid of making a decision, I just want to point out, when we say scared and afraid, I mean these words have negative connotations but these are not negative, everybody feels fear, it's normal. Um, The big thing is understanding how to deal with it and it's very natural to be afraid of something that you don't understand or know. I mean so the more you can learn uh, about different actions you want to take, and get learning about how to improve your business. Um, the better you're gonna feel about making these decisions. So, you know, are you worried about hiring a bad apple? Well, you can learn to hire well. Um, and big thing with learning is is repetition. You know, and and doing. Sometimes you just can't know, and you can learn everything that you want to learn, but you still can't know for certain. Like we mentioned, it really just oh, rings with a story. If if you well, don't I love mind. A good story. indulge me. Pull up a chair. Um, and pull up a chair. Yeah, grab a cup of tea. Sit so um, by the fire. Uh, it was it was one actually I heard on a um, podcast with Alex Hormozzi and he was talking about uh, the story of the many-sided die. So um, you know, if you imagine you have a, a die, a dice in your hand, uh, your friend also has a die. One of those two die have uh, have ten sides; the other one has a hundred sides. Um, on each one, there is one green side, and the rest are all red. You both have to roll the dice and uh, the aim of the game is to roll as many greens as you can in a certain amount of time. Trick is, neither of you know who has which dice. So one of you has the 100, one of you has the 10, you have no idea who has which one. Every time you roll a green, one of the reds turns green. Okay, very, very important thing. Now at this point you both start rolling. You go red, 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 red. Your friend also goes red, red. Now At this point you go, I'm just going to keep rolling and eventually you hit a green. You go, oh there's a green and then another one turns green. Now you have a better chance of rolling another green. At this point you keep rolling, you keep rolling, you keep rolling. You realise the only way to win this game is to keep rolling and keep learning and keep improving. On the other hand, your friend gets frustrated. He's rolled a few reds in a row, throws his hands up, goes this is bullshit. He sees you roll a green, he goes, you must have the 10 sided die, you've got it easier, mine's harder, I'm never going to win this game gives up, starts watching you, the greens start coming thick and fast, you hit the critical point where actually you've rolled so many greens that now you're more likely to hit greens because every green's turning into a red and you're really gaining momentum and he's going you've got it easy, you must have had the 10 sided die. What he misses the point of is it doesn't matter who had which one, it actually doesn't and there's every chance you had the 100, the difference is, is that the aim of the game is actually just roll as many times as you can because every time you roll it gets better. And so... Really like it's the same in this, in this instance is with education some learning you're going to be able to get from books, or podcasts like this, other learnings you're just going to have to get from experience. Have to do it. You just have to do it and honestly sometimes you roll a red uh, but the thing is every red you roll actually gets you closer to a green and every green you roll reinforces a learning and you're more likely to roll it again. So I suppose the, the aim of the game with education is just roll that bloody dice. <laughs> you Man know. you are going to throw reds. He, uh, that that, that gonna yeah, that's gonna happen. That's just gonna happen. But again, the more education you get is actually giving you more likelihood that you're holding that ten-sided dime not the hundred.
1: And, and that's the key. That's the analogy of building muscle. It's you get reps. better and better and better and stronger and stronger and stronger because you build your confidence and you just know you you got it covered. Yeah. Even 100%. you get you get quite comfortable with the uncertainty.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, now, in fact, you almost start to welcome it, which sounds a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. Well, because you win or you learn. Yeah. Which is a win.
0: Yeah. And every time I learn, then I'm less likely to fail again. Uh, I'm more likely to win, and I actually feel more certain about what I do next time because I know
1: what you know. Both outcomes are going to feel like yeah. so. It's a good thing. Yeah. the The next thing is uh, is creating the vacuum. So nature abhors a vacuum; it hates it, and it mm. seeks to fill it. Uh, you know, if you think of space anywhere, trees grow into fill it, and weeds and whatever. This stuff mm. happens, right? Uh, so by investing in uh, people, processes, systems, and stuff in your team when you, when you know you need to, you're actually creating space in your business. That is the space in which more things can grow. Uh, better types of work, new types of work, opportunities uh, can be taken advantage of because you've actually got the conditions necessary for growth. And it forces you to take the action. Once mm. you've made the decision, you have to make it work, which does things like, you know, drives you to get yourself educated, talk to people, learn from other people, Try stuff to see how it works. Uh, mm. And if you flip it around, what you've basically done is if you think of your business as a cup, you know, if it's full and the water's flowing over the top, you need a bigger cup to make a bigger business. Mm. And creating a vacuum is about creating a bigger cup so more water can fill the cup.
0: 100%. That's what it's all about.
1: Mm. And like I said, we talked about muscle, you know, it's about actually exercising your decision making muscles because they will get better. You'll build the capacity of your business, you'll build your capacity as a business owner, your confidence as a business owner, and you can just get better. Not only making the decisions but making them work.
0: Yeah 100% and you know, you've know, got to build all those different muscles like we said, You know, build the ownership muscle, get used to taking ownership of your stuff, you build your education muscle, you build your learning muscles, Every everything builds and you get better and better and I think a good rule of thumb here is uh, just making sure that you're looking for the opportunity to build those muscles when you're getting to a critical point and for us that's usually 80% of your capacity very hard to learn stuff or you know think clearly or you know make good decisions when you're absolutely tapped out so when you're at about 80% of your capacity that's when you need to be looking for the opportunities um, you know to make further investment in your business and obviously that's going to require decision making but you'll have the brain power and energy and headspace to do it because you're not screwed yet
1: yeah and here's the thing uh, a lot of you listening will probably make the mistake of not doing that but you'll realise when you've done it a couple of times that it was a mistake yeah, uh, and you'll yeah. realise that actually the 80% is a great rule of thumb to, to stick to. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here's the thought to finish. If you, if you don't want to grow or you're concerned about making those decisions or maybe your business is great and you're like, I just want to protect it, but what happens if it goes away? Well, if you do just stay the same, you do actually have a problem because as I said, the market just doesn't stand still. New competitors will come in, inflation will rob you of your earning power, If you don't take advantage of new opportunities and build your business uh, with a growth mindset, the best team members, they're actually going to leave you for better options. This is critical. You want to hold the best people. You need to create brightness of future for them, which they need a place to go, which means you need to be going somewhere. Yeah. uh, Which means you need to make decisions and create the vacuum and actually make stuff happen and feel the fear and just do it anyway.
0: Yeah. I love that line. Feel the fear, do it
1: anyway. (laughs) All right. Good line to finish on. Let's land this plane. Now, it's natural to worry about work running out when you're making decisions about growing your business. I mean, everyone does this. It is totally normal. But creating a business that gives you a lifestyle and the cash you want means you have to be brave. You just have to make those decisions and get it done. Thanks, Eats, for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Trading Podcast. Lots of business owners have a dream of hitting a million dollars in annual revenue, yet for others, they hit a million dollars in revenue a month and crack a million dollars in profit a year. Matt Alexander from Plumboot who is a member of the Million Dollar trade Program and has built a multi-million dollar plumbing business. Now Matt is a very talented entrepreneur and one of the most generous people I've ever met. Tune in as Matt and I discuss first how he built his business and then once the money was flowing how he structured it so that it gave him both the money and the time and the lifestyle that he could share with his wife and four children. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Tradie and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Tradie podcast.